Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me. Good afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you are. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining me again on another episode. As always, you are now listening to Homegirls Unite. Please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking, cleaning, or doing any childcare related activities. Sit back and enjoy. Um, I'm not going to harass anyone today because... I'm hungry and I don't want to like put too much energy into that. I don't want my hunger to come out even more. So I'll leave it at that. Today I have got a really um exciting guest. Like I love having guests because then you guys don't have to listen to me like banging on about something. And I just love having a dialogue with someone else. And um, I have the lovely Martin Rayo joining me today. Hi, girl. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me. Let me, um, could you introduce yourself to the girls or boys? Sure. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So, um, like, as Yasin said, my name is Mutumrayo. I am, um, I'm a social entrepreneur. So, essentially, what that means is I build, well, I try to build solutions that, um, um, you know, that have a social impact and have a social cause. Um, currently, um, so 2019, I quit my job, decided to go back to uni. And then 2020, 2021, decided I'm going to pursue entrepreneurship. So I decided to join, uh, I decided to start my own, my own thing. So I'm trying to, currently trying to build a startup because I am tech-ish. My background is in tech and business. And um, what else? And I'm also on a social innovation fellowship right now, which basically just trains you and you know, gives you the tools to build a social, um, a social product or a product that has a social impact. Um, I don't know. Uh, how does that sound? <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that girl. Um, that was really, um, that's really interesting. So what made you go into that route? Like, was it a thing that you've always wanted to do or did you just see like, um, a need in like a gap in the market that you thought you wanted to reach? Um, it's a few things, right? So I, like I said, um, my back, so funny enough, actually, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I've always, but I thought that it would be something I'd pursue. I mean, God willing, inshallah, that, you know, I live long enough. I would, I thought it was something I'd pursue in like my forties, right? I thought, you know, it's something I'll do later on when I'm a bit older. However, like I said, uh, my background is in tech and I've only ever worked with startups. So I've never worked with like a big corporate, never worked with a big company. Of just you know always startups always the up and coming um businesses so 2019 2018 2019 they're about I became sick I was really in, I was in like a really toxic work environment so my job at the time I'm not going to mention their name but let me just tell you this you know them they're one of the biggest fintech in the country no it's not the orange one anyways so I was saying, <laughs> she's like, no, <laughs> we should play charades. Like, which one? <laughs> so you know, I was with this company, and um, you know, when I was hired, the person that hired me was, you know, an amazing person. My my manager at the time, he um, he was from the originally from the Philippines, but he was born and brought up in New Zealand. So he was like an international, you know, um, like kind of like an expert, I guess. So he he worked here on a visa. So, you know, when I joined, he was like, oh, you know, you're going to be able to, um, you know, um, explore the company because I don't know if anyone has ever worked with startups, but startups will always tell you that, you know, the beauty of a startup is you can do anything within the startup. You can start as a, um, I don't know, 
a customer person, a customer service person, and end up as a product manager. Like, essentially, that's the beauty of startup. It allows you to wear many hats. It allows you to explore your talents, right? So, of course, I joined as a um, um, operations and onboarding analyst. Bear in mind, my roles that I've ever I've done within startups are all very, very different because I just don't like to be tied down to one thing, to one role, and I really just love exploring my talents, right? So anyway, when I joined, it was promises, promises, promises. You'd be promoted within three months. You'd be this within this. You'd be this within that. Unfortunately, my manager left, so it was handed over to somebody else. So it was time for my promotion, and they basically kept shifting the goalpost for like a year and a half, right? A year and a half, I was being told, oh, no, you have to wait um, six more months. Oh, no, now we've decided that, you know, you can only be promoted and move department after you've been here for a year oh no we've decided that nobody's moving just all that kind of nonsense meanwhile during this time I was sick all the time I meant when I mean all the time I meant all the time I was in and out of hospital I was in and out of like I had like so many tests done I think at one point I had like about 35 tests done at the same time like blood tests done at the same time it was, it was literally like one of the, I don't want to say one of the worst times of my life because, you know, may Allah is all our affairs, but it was one of like the most trying times of my life, right? And I was sick all the time in and out of hospital. And then one day, I think by that time I was like a year and three months into my employment there. Um, I, I, I had to take myself to the hospital because I thought I was dying at work. I had to leave work and take myself to the hospital because I thought I was dying. Like, it was so bad. I couldn't breathe. My chest was hurting. My, my, my vision was just blurred. There was so much going on. So I had to leave work and take myself to the hospital. Of course, I took myself. I got to the hospital. They kept me overnight, ran some tests. And it was like, actually, girl, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Just go back home and rest. So I decided to take that week off work because I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday. So it was still earlier in the week. Took that week off work, um, and then I decided to, then I booked an appointment with my GP, went to my GP, and I was just like, listen, and you know how in the GP practice, they'll, you see different people, you don't always see your actual GP. So that particular yeah. day, they gave me um, a Nigerian woman, a Yoruba woman, actually, to be exact, and I, I you know, I, I got to my appointment, and I was like, listen, 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 and listen very, very well. You people have seen that there's nothing wrong with me. And you know how you guys like to act. Like, y'all be acting like it's all in our, like, you know, we're crazy or something like that. So what we're going to do today is that we're going to get to the bottom of what's wrong with me. And I am not leaving here until we figure it out. Like, literally, I went in, like, guns blazing, like, nope, you guys are going to take me seriously. And um, and this woman started, like, reading my notes, really asking me about my symptoms, asking me about what they've done, asking me about what they've what you know some consultants have seen what they said so far and then she then asked me a question that honestly at the time really annoyed me I was like lady none of you leave me like this is none of your business like what do you mean she was like oh okay what's your home life like and I was like what do you mean she's like what's life like at home I was like um life at home is fine like it's none of your like in my mind I was thinking it's frankly it's none of your business that's not why I'm here yeah and then she's like, so what's life? Okay, if home life is fine, what's your work life like? Sis, listen, don't t- I started telling this woman my, my life story and started crying about, I've been trying to get promoted. My probation was this. My manager's been doing this to me. You know, I just basically started telling her everything that's going on at work, crying, basically, right? Like, you know, just like I had like 
I guess we had our own rant session, <laughs> just like you know, going on and on. And then she was then like, "Okay, from your symptoms and from what you're saying, it sounds like you might have anxiety. It sounds like you might have this. It sounds like your mental health isn't what it should be." And I think that's she was like, "I think that's what's wrong with you. You're not actually physically sick. Like your, you know, your vitals, your heart." you know, anything that might be a problem, you know, there are no, like, you know, um, markers of, like, you know, a, a, a bigger disease, your heart's fine, your kidneys are fine, your vitals, everything's fine, your organs are fine, like, it's your mental health that there's something wrong with, you need to, you're clearly in an environment that doesn't aid your mental health, you need mm. to figure that out, I was yeah. like, huh, she was like, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna do something for you, she was like, I'm good. She was like, actually, at first, she was like, huh, you're too young for this. And at the time, it was a few months. I think it was like three months before my 25th birthday. She was like, you're too young for this. So what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to sign you off work. We've paid, of course. I'm going to sign you off work. I want you to go home. I want you to relax. I want you to sleep. I want you to travel. And I want you to think about what you want to do with your life. I was like huh like that the entire conversation was just so like good lord it was just so weird to me I was like wait what what is going on so she started work (laughs) of course I went home I was even like oh should I take the the letter to the office and show it to them she was like huh take a picture and send it to them what do you mean like you don't have to like you don't have to step a foot in that office until you're ready to go back like take a picture and send them an email, like send them an email and like mute their, their messages. And so I did that, just that I did, as she said, um, you know, and, um, did as she said, you know, booked, um, time off, you know, to travel. And, and I was like, okay, what am I doing next? What am I doing next? And it was a, okay, let's just go back to uni. Right. I've always wanted to do my master's. Um, I, you know, I'm quite, um, interested in doing the whole you know master's PhD everything like I want to do it all so we might as well start now so I decided to go back to do my master's even the story now I go into my master's listen it's a story for another day but God is just so great but um you know applied for digital innovation at Loughborough got in started my master's during my master's I started to like um even before my master's I just started to look more into mental health right because she had said to me you might, you probably have anxiety, right? You have um, anxiety, you're stressed, you're probably burnt out. So I was like, oh, all these words are very foreign to me. I'm on, I'm, I mean, my house, we do talk about like mental health at home. However, we don't really, we didn't at that time go into like anxiety attacks, you know, stress, this, this, that, you know, depression. We didn't really talk about it like really like in, in detail. Like my mom was very like aware of it. My mom was very like, you know, very, um, she kind of like, you know, let us know that these things happen, but we didn't really like discuss what happens. What are the symptoms that you get? What, what, how does it manifest, you know, physically, how does it affect you, your day to day? We didn't really talk about that, but we knew that it's something that could happen. You know, we just didn't think, we just didn't, you know, talk about it largely. So I started looking more into anxiety and into stress, into burnout. I started looking more into, um, uh, what's it called? Um, you know, just mental health and wellness in general. I started exploring how, you know, your your mental health could manifest physically and how essentially your mental health encompasses like your entire well-being, right? If your mental health is not in great shape, 
everything else suffers. Your physical health suffers. Your emotional health suffers. You know, your your social, you know, well-being also suffers because you're not in the mood to talk to people. You don't want to, like, interact. You don't want to do things. You know, all these things happen. So I became more aware of my health. I became more aware of, like, the things I should do to basically make sure that my, my, my mental health and my physical health is in great shape. So, and at the time as well, I started therapy. I, I made sure my therapy was a black woman because I wasn't going to explain to her why I do certain things as a firstborn immigrant daughter. I was not prepared to start educating her about that. Um, so, <laughs> no, especially because, you know, uh, my best friend started therapy around the same time as I did. And her therapist, yeah. was, uh, her therapist is a, um, a white woman. I mean, was a white woman. And she had to, like, explain to her why she couldn't just go to her mother and say to her mother, yeah. like, oh, mommy, I'm going to move out. Oh, mommy, I'm going to do this. Like, you know, she had to explain that to her. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. her therapist was trying to get her killed. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, so you know, I started just looking more into it alongside doing my master's. And I started, like, really taking resources that are available, right? So, like, for my first degree, I never used extra, like, you know, I never took extra time. I never spoke to, like, um, you know, the, um, they had, like, the, um, the, what are, what are they called? The, I guess the counselors at, at uni that you could speak to about like your health, your mental well-being, kind of like a mini yeah. therapy coaching session. I took advantage of all yeah. that because I was like, yeah, these things, you know, I would need these things to essentially help me recover from burnout because, you know, burnout isn't something you just recover from in, in two months or three months. Burnout takes years to recover from and it takes years of being intentional and doing lots and lots of different things to recover from it, right? So. Also, I just feel like I'm talking too much, you know. <laughs> just stop me when you need no, to. No, 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 no. Keep going. This is why you're here. <laughs> I'm, I'm like enjoying listening to all this because it. I relate so much to it. Yeah. Like from the whole anxiety at work to like not knowing how to go with it to people not understanding. Mm. So the whole time that when you said you've, finally met a doctor that was black woman Mm. Yoruba for you was Mm. like light bulbs like amazing because yeah I grew up in a very white area Mm. and it was not like I I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever seen even a black GP like growing up and in my whole life not even just that like the um different institutions, let's say for the let's say ed- education system, mm. I've been since my whole education life in the UK to what I hope is my final step of the education system is doing my masters. It's the first time I've ever had a black woman teach me. Wow! And honestly, it makes so much difference mm. to me. Mm-hmm. And. The the first day after class, I went to her. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy!" Like to have you. <laughs> and she, like, when I walked in the class, and she's the only, me and her were the only two black people in the class. Oh, wow. We just gave each other a look that no oh, explanation was Lord. needed, yeah. and we we knew, like, we didn't have to say anything, but we yeah. knew. Yeah. And when I told her I was like I'm so happy you're my lecturer because I've never had a black woman teach me she was like see representation matters and it makes you feel like so much at ease like 
I'm so happy that the your doctor was like, girl, taking notes where? Send them yes. a bloody picture. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what's, what's wrong with this girl? Are you okay? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so was that like kind of where the whole idea of your company started? Right. Is that so, what made you kind of strive for that? So here's the thing, right? I started like being more conscious about my health and, you know, taking advantage of the resources available to me and really just learning more on how I can regulate my health, you know, my mental health with diet and all these things. But I still, I, but then I, I, then I realized that if I'm going through this and I was obviously speaking to my friends more as well about it. And my friends have similar experiences. That means other black women out there are also going through similar experiences, right? Because you know, from work, it was the microaggression, it was the racism, sometimes it was the sexism, and sometimes it was the Islamophobia, right? And I was like, wait, hold on, I bet I'm not the only person going through this. So I just started doing more research. And at the back of my mind, I was like, I'm gonna do something, I don't know what yet, but let's just do this master's and we'll figure it out. So my master's, when my master's was coming to an end, I started applying for jobs. I started applying for jobs, I, 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 I did, and I'll say this, I was so ashamed at first I do have PTSD and I was so scared to go back into the work world like I was like I cannot I don't know if I can go back into work but regardless I was still applying for jobs still trying to get into work and then I started thinking huh maybe I could do something I mean I don't know what I can do but maybe there's something I can do so I figured out that, you know, we have all these resources, but, you know, you have, I started yoga as well, I started doing yoga, I started doing all these things. And I was like, wait, how come no one tells black women about this? How come no one is creating resources that's actually specific for black women, that's very specific to our needs and what issues we have and how we can manage our daily stresses, right? So I was like, hmm, I'm going to start this on the side, but I'm still going to go back to work. Unfortunately for me, I guess, every attempt to go back to work fell through. And uh, along the side, along the lines, I was already like thinking of a name. It's called I'm Funny, by the way. Started thinking of a name, started thinking of what it's going to look like, started thinking of what I want to do. And then I was like, huh. And I don't, I don't know how spiritual like some of, some of our listeners are, but I, I try to, and I say try to, I try to lead my decisions by taking it to the master planner first, which is God. I t- like mm-hmm. whenever I make a decision, I'm like, "Yo, you're the master planner. You've written it. <laughs> Let us know what, like, what is what is it? What is the real deal?" So I took it to him, and I was like, "God, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I trust in you, and I trust you to guide me." So a program popped up. It was a program that's for founders. And bear in mind, all I've ha- all I have at this point was a name and a plan. I didn't even think I was going to execute it right then and then. I was just like, "Okay, it's going to be called Amfani. It's going to be a community." specific exclusive for black women and it's going to be for a space where we can feel safe it's going to be a space where we can have tools and coaching to manage our daily stresses manage our mental health and just essentially improve our quality of life so i just had a name and i knew that that's what i wanted to do so i applied for this program bear in mind this program is one of those programs that mostly seasoned entrepreneurs you know apply for people who have traction people who have like who've planned you know, who have a product already, people who have like, you know, they just have 
they just they basically know what they're doing, right? <laughs> so I applied for this program, and um, and when I, at the end of the application, it tells you, oh, this program costs like four thousand dollars, by the way, around three thousand to four thousand dollars in America, <laughs> in LA. I was like, um, I ain't got that money, but we're gonna apply anyway. So I applied for it. And then a few days later, one of the people in charge of the program emails me and she was like, oh, I see that you've started an application. Have you completed it? I would love to jump on a call and speak to you about why you want to do this program. So I was like, sure, let's talk. Jump on a call with her, told her, you know what, actually, even if I do get in, which I don't think I'm going to get in because some questions were asking. I was like, I don't know the answer to that. And I was like, I don't actually have the money for this, but you know, and then she goes, actually, we might be offering some scholarships. Um, where We have a Google scholarship available and we have a Microsoft scholarship available. And, I'll, and it depends on which community you've worked with or which community you're affiliated with, you can apply to either one of them. Funny enough, I used to run events for women in tech and I've worked with Microsoft before. I've done a few events with Microsoft before. So I was like, well, yeah, I could apply for the Microsoft one. So I applied for the Microsoft one. And then about like a week or two later, I woke up randomly at 12 a.m., like randomly at 12 a.m. in the morning. And first thing I did was I just checked my email. And I said, yeah, I said, I said, yeah, Allah, if I get into this program, I'm going to take it as a sign that this is the path you want me to take. And this is the first step we're taking in building a solution that, by your grace, will improve the quality of life for black women. Not just in England. Yeah. But anywhere mm. where the black women are. And Global, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And you know, woke up so 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 you know, that was like my 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 prayer point, I guess, when applying for this program. So I woke up randomly at 12 a.m. and then I went straight to my email and the first email that I saw was, Congratulations, you've been awarded the scholarship. I was like, and if you're still interested in the program, the scholarship is for you to take. I was like, Well damn. I guess I have to do this then. <laughs> I guess I have to do this. Oh my goodness. I was so scared. And you know, so I started like, so I started the program and then I then defined, uh, the, uh, the program helped me define what really Anfani is. And essentially, Anfani is an holistic wellness platform for black, social and wellness platform for black women. And it's designed specifically for the black women's needs to provide her the coaching and the tools she requires to maintain her mental well-being and overall well-being. Because here's the mm. thing, this mm. nobody builds for black women. Let's start there. Secondly, yeah. we are at the bottom of society, literally at the totem pole, we're at the bottom, and we carry like all these major life events on our back, you know, civil rights, Black Lives Matter. All these things that we carry on our head because when you when you look at any of these movements, any major movements, even if it's like LGBT, you know, Black Lives Matter, any major social movement, black women are always there fighting for everybody else, you know, trying to trying to, you know, make way for other people, right? And all these things actually contribute to the deterioration of our health, right? The microaggression we face, this racism we face, you know, we're at the intersection of society. Some of us are black Muslim women. Some of us are black LGBTQ women, you know, um, you know, or, you know, we're black non-binary people. Essentially, we're at the intersection of society. And a lot of these things affect, a lot of things we have to deal with affect our mental health, affect 
And when it affects our mental health, it means our physical health is affected. It means our emotional health is affected. It means our life. It means we're basically not living the life we deserve. We're not, we do not have the quality of life we deserve. So I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. I am going to build this platform and we are going on a mission to improve the quality of life for black women. So we started properly, I think, in 2021, around this time in 2021, we started with like running events. So we ran like, we've done like, um, um, mostly virtual events because obviously it was doing, um, we had a lot of lockdowns and, you know, COVID and everything. Virtual events, we've done stress and anxiety management programs. We've done like, um, you know, wellness weekends where it's literally yoga, it's breath work, it's meditation. And right now we're designing what the actual app would look like, right? So this app would basically, so you basically be able to get on this app, you know, choose if you're there for, to manage your burnout, if you're there to manage stress, if you're there to manage anxiety, you get specific programs tailored for your needs. And then you can also connect with culturally appropriate professionals. So if you want a black Muslim therapist, you will find your black Muslim therapist. If you're looking for your, you know, your Nigerian, your Yoruba dietitians, because you still want to eat all this, your food, but <laughs> you know, right, right? Like you talk, you talk about diet and they tell you that, you know, African foods does not, is not, is not good for diets. When, I mean, come on, how, what do you mean? Do you know what I mean? I still want to eat my, you know, my jollof and still, you know, maintain good gut health and stuff like that. So if you want that, you'll be able to find that. So right now we're currently designing it. Um, it's almost done with the designing. And once the designing is done, we're going to start building the app. And inshallah, we're looking to actually launch the app by September this year, God willing. And yeah. So the stage I might write, that's my the stage I might write. Month. Sorry? All things. I said my birthday month. All good Yay. things come out in September. I love it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay. Honestly, this is really amazing because, like you said, there's no one really does things for us. And when you like look at look at this well being, like fitness well being um industry, all you see is white faces yeah. and mm-hmm. them not really catering to our needs. And you yeah. just have to go with it because that's all you have, or exactly. that's all that that's there for you so you have Mm -hmm. no choice really um so I'm really really excited to to see this come to life and what I'm more excited about is how many other black people will work on it and black women actually that are gonna be putting their talents out there and that we can go to and that understand us to be like okay yes like the whole food thing yes I want to eat my jollof rice every day but how can I have it healthy or I want to be eating this so I really like applaud you for that and we're definitely rooting for you and (laughs) inshallah it will all go well and the September launch will be will be amazing I'm sure so um in terms of the like I'm sure like having a job is stressful enough, but mm-hmm. actually building an organization Ooh. and a company, yeah. how's that been like yeah. as an eldest daughter as well oh, and having all these yeah. responsibilities? Yes, that is a loaded question you just asked me. Let me tell you. Hmm. Do you know what? Yeah, it's so funny how like, you know, apart from like work life, home life also really 
plays a big role in our health, of course, our mental health. And having like such a big responsibility on your shoulder also contributes to your anxiety, your stress, you know, the way you speak to yourself. And so firstly, I'm first of four girls, which I think I am first of all girls. There's a big gap between my sisters and I. So there's a seven year gap between me and the one after me. There's a nine year gap between me and the one after her. And there's a 13 year gap between our last born. Right. Wow. And Mm -hmm. right. And I think I spent a lot of my teenage years playing and still playing, um, Young mom, Mommy. you know, playing mom, playing, you know, um, um, you know, second parent, and you know, when my friends were going, oh yeah, we're going to cinema this weekend, and we're gonna, um, we're gonna go watch, I don't know, I don't know, Spider Man, whatever. I'm like, girl, I gotta babysit. See ya, have fun. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even yeah. attempt to ask my mom, right? Because my mom at the time she she became a single mother, and um, I wouldn't dare ask her and be like, mom, can I go to the cinema? Because first of all, mm. who has money for cinema? Please, <laughs> and, and secondly, like, who's gonna look after your girl, your your sisters when I'm at work? You know, so there yeah. was a lot of like parent me. There was a lot of like, you know, I had to grow up quite quickly as a child, as a teenager, and um, I um, and you know, one of the things I started hearing was you need to set a good example for your sisters. You need to set a good example for your sisters. You can't also be, you can't add to the stress your mom's already facing. Right? She needs to look after four kids on her own. You can't, you know, you can't add to her stress. So you need to always make sure your mom's happy. You need to always make sure your sisters are well behaved. You need to always make sure blah, 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 blah. You know, there's always a lot of things I had to make sure to do, right? A lot of responsibilities. And I guess I just, I guess I just took it on. I just took it on without saying anything because what exactly can you say, you know? And I'm not Mm. saying my mom left me to just print my sisters. No, 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 no. My mom's an amazing mother, like, She's an incredible woman and I love her to bits. And I don't, I hate the word, I hate use, I hate like doing the whole strong black women thing. But well, my mom is a strong woman, right? And yeah. I guess right now we're advocating for soft life because listen, we deserve that. But anyway, um, so I guess growing up, it was a lot of like, you know, parenting my sisters as well alongside my mom. And then getting older and as, as my sisters got older as well, you know, some of them, some of them acted up. And then I had to also be in the position of disciplining them and like making sure that. You know, I'm telling them, you can't do this. You have to do that. You have to be home by this time. You have to do this. And, you know, and then obviously when I finished uni and I started working, it, it became a two-income household, right? My, my, my income my income was doing a lot in the house. And um, it became a, you know, now we actually have, I mean, it wasn't like we were suffering because my mom was working, but it was like, now I can actually help my mom very properly, right? And I did that yeah. from like when I started working up until the point I decided to go back for my master's. So I finished my master's and I told my mom, baby girl, I'm not going back to work. I'm going to do my own thing. My mom was just like, okay. And the thing about my mom is she's very supportive. She's very like supportive. She's very like, if whatever you want to do, if that's what you want to do, make sure you do well and I'll pray for you. That's my mom. So I told her, I'm like, I'm, going, I'm not going back to work. Um, because first of all, I got into a bunch of programs that I need to do full time. And I need to just build this thing full time. Because this is now, now is the time. I don't have kids. I don't have kids of my own. I always tell people I have kids. My sisters are my children. But I don't have kids of my own. I don't have a husband, right? Um, I don't really have, you know, people who, if I'm not there, they wouldn't eat. Like, I don't have that. So right now is when I can afford to build this thing and really put my all into it. So I just told her that. Not really as detailed as this, but I just told her briefly. And then she's like, okay, cool. 
And then obviously my two income household went from being a two income to a one income household once again. This is where, you know, not while I started, no, while I did not start, but this is where we kind of had like a little bit more misunderstanding. So obviously I have aunties, right? So I guess one day my mum was probably like, probably like maybe ranting to my aunties. I don't even know what happened. They had a conversation. And then all of a sudden, they had a conversation. And I think maybe she was just telling them that I decided not to go back to work and I wanted to build a business. And then they had their conversation. Then I think a few days after they had the conversation, I brought up the idea of, I was saying to my mom how like our white counterparts always have this thing where they can do a friends and family fundraising round where they can raise up to 50,000 pounds or dollars from their friends and family. And I was like, do you think it's something that I could do? I mean, to be fair, as in the black community, it's not something that we do as much because we don't have as much, you know, wealth in our community. So I said to her, I'm going to do, maybe I'll do, I don't know. Maybe I'll speak to some of my aunties. And then she goes, um, actually don't speak to your aunties. I was like, oh, why not? She's like, well, I told them that you're building this thing that you're trying to build. Well, they just asked me that. Why are you not working? You have two degrees now. You're, you, you have two degrees. As someone who's old in two degrees, why aren't you working? You know, why aren't you helping your mom? You should be helping your mother. You should be doing this with your mom. I mean, like, you know, you should be, you should go to work so you can help your mom. And I was like, okay. And they said that they're going to talk to you about it. I was like, wait, you've told the aunties to come and speak to me about going back to work so I can help you. <laughs> right. I'm just picturing your face. I have, you know, like, <laughs> and I have a very expressive face, by the way. Like when we do meet a lot, you would see I have a very expressive face. Like I, I react. Like, as soon as someone says something, my face is just like, huh? Like I react so quickly with my. You're face. like, sorry, what? I was like, baby girl, right? I was like, baby girl, what? Like, babes, 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 babes. Like, because sometimes I call my mom babes. I'm like, babes, 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 babes. Like, what are you saying? Like, chat, 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 come, chat, chat to me, chat, talk to me, talk to me. What are you saying? You know? And then she was like, yeah. I said that she should come speak to you. And then I said, I said, mom, I love you. I love you know the aunties so much and i know they mean well but if i beg you in the name of the lord nobody should come and speak to me because when i was helping around the house they went there they didn't know that i was helping they didn't know that i was helping my mom because nobody needed to know so now that i'm not helping you because the way she had framed it was like or the way I took it, should I say, was that, oh, this girl, she has the means to help her mother, but she just decided to be a useless child. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was that connotation that came with it. And I was like, and I got so upset with her. I got so upset with my mom. I think I didn't speak to her for like two days. For like two days, I didn't speak to her. I was just like, I'm not talking to you because here you are carrying my business up and down to go and be telling people that I'm not working because, you know, and bear in mind, because I was on a few programs, I had like, income like small income but it wasn't like income for everybody it was like income for me to just manage some of the things that I'm doing with my business and manage myself so I was just like and I had a bit of savings but we were going back into that one and I I got so upset with her so angry with her because here I am yeah trying to do something that will not only benefit me but at the end of the day when it does work out right it would benefit everybody. It's not just me. It's for you. It's for my sisters. It's for everybody. And 
you are basically saying to me that you're basically trying to tell me that I'm useless. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, I, I, I think talk. that's what they forget. Right. That when you succeed, it's not just you that's right. succeeding. Exactly. It's everyone else that's going to be enjoying. So. Exactly, right. And I was just like, and I, I got so angry with her. And then I was even like, and then I then decided to even, and then I started like acting out. I was like, do you know what, yeah? I got onto like three different programs in the same year. Do you know how hard it is to get into those programs? You didn't even tell me that, well done. You didn't even tell me that you're proud of me. You haven't even said anything about what I'm doing. You haven't even said this, said that. I went off on her. God forgive me, I still have full Because you know, you shouldn't talk out of tone to your parents. And I was like... Sometimes they just take you there, though, don't they? Sometimes they, just they take you push there. Your button. They push your button. And I got so annoyed with her. And I just didn't want to speak to her. And then I went to speak to my sister, the one after me. And bear in mind, I'm one of those people that when I'm working on something, I don't talk about it, right? Because I just prefer to just go at it alone. So even if I was applying for jobs, when I was applying for jobs, I wasn't saying anything to anybody. I was just like, listen, if there's something to be told, I will tell you. Don't ask me. I'm not going to tell you. I'm like that with my family. I'm like that with my friends. What I'm trying to change, I'm trying to let them in more on what I'm doing. So I had to speak to my sister because she kind of knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't give her details. And then I explained to her what I was doing. And then she was like, oh, okay, because... I was also annoyed and angry at you because I thought you just didn't want to help your family. I was like, bro, because I was just like, you felt like that? She's like, yeah, because I didn't understand what you were trying to do. But now I get it. And now I think it's an amazing idea. And now I think you should definitely do it because it's going to be great. And then she goes, and then I think you should speak to mom and speak to her exactly the same way you've spoken to me. So I had a conversation with my mom and I explained to her. And she was like, babe, like, um, she's like, um, I support everything and anything you do. You know, I would always support you. I'm with you. Don't worry, we'll manage. Like, Allah would, like, look out for us. And Allah would, you know, ease all our affairs. Do what you need to do. And then a few days later, one of my aunties messaged me. And she was like, oh, I want to talk to you about something. And then I went to my mom. I was like, mom, um, auntie just messaged me. I don't know what she wants to talk about. But if this is the conversation she wants to have, you better perish it and intervene and make sure it doesn't happen. And then, like, like a day later, my auntie messages me. She's like, um, yeah, by the way, you know what? You don't have to come anymore. I've sorted the thing out. There's no conversation anymore. And I was like, <laughs> good. <laughs> good. That's what I like to hear. But all in all, it hasn't. it wasn't easy trying to explain to my family that I wasn't going to, you know, go back to work anymore it wasn't easy to tell them that I want to build my own thing because we all know first-time entrepreneurs fail their businesses fail it's just the reality is it's very hard first-time businesses fail and it's the, the the guarantee for success is very slim but at the end of the day I'm right now I am living in my purpose right and a while ago I did find I figured out that my purpose is to serve my community right, whether it's the um, Muslim community or the black community or the Nigerian community, just any community I find myself in, my purpose is to serve them, is to, you know, create things that would impact their lives, is to make sure that, you know, we, is to make sure we have access to the things that we deserve, you know, that is my purpose. And Right now, I'm living in my purpose, alhamdulillah, because only Allah 
led me could could have led me to that point where I realized that this is my purpose and I feel so I'm fulfilled and I don't know how I'm finding it's going to go I don't know what's going to come out of it but I am trusting the master planner that even if the app doesn't take off even if the platform even if my vision doesn't materialize something good will come out of it and at the end of the day my community will benefit from it that's what's essentially keeping me going and also yeah and then now I see my sisters like my my my, my little sisters stepping up like I've I got um mother's day gifts to mother's day in a row <laughs> and I that have so right <laughs> and I I didn't buy any mother I I didn't buy any mother's day gifts right so usually it'd be me just like buy mom's mother's day gift and like you know be like okay guys sign this sign that but I haven't bought a mother's day gift in like the past two three years they've sorted it yeah right they've sorted it and they've gotten me a mother's day gift and i'm like yo what is this is this what gratitude feels like i like that (laughs) (laughs) that is that that, like gives me so much hope because i feel like that the great thing with talking to different eldest daughters is that everyone it's like we we're all aiming to get somewhere but we're all at different stages of getting there yeah um someone might have like already been there someone might be like at the start of the journey Mm. or someone's like done this done that and hearing you say that you've got your first second mother's day gift and I saw a tweet the other day, like before near Mother's Day, when someone was like, I'm not doing nothing for these people today. No one should talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I hope that person gets to the point where she is getting gifts given to her. Yeah. Because her siblings appreciate what she's done exactly. for them. Yeah. So it's really amazing. I feel like when we all sit in one room, like our problems are so easily solved because yeah. there's at least someone that has experienced what the person's going through. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I really love about um our community and the women that we come across, etc. So yeah, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> um and I hope that every eldest daughter gets a mother's day gift next year <laughs> I, hope so too. I hope so too i want everyone to have mother's day gifts because listen we deserve it i saw a tweet that said oh um we should all have um we should all firstborn daughters should all, all eldest daughters should get cartier for their birthday this year i said yes please Yes, I want me to, I want Cartier. Yes, please. Why can we not have Cartier? We deserve that. Like, yes. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. We deserve. Exactly. We deserve it. So, um, but another thing I really want to like, um, emphasize is that um, we can afford to be selfish mm-hmm. as elders daughters. We need to be because here's the thing: you start living your life for everybody life will pass you by and by the time you yeah. open your eyes and or wake up you realize you haven't done anything for yourself you realize you haven't yeah. lived for yourself you realize you're living for everybody else but you and that could be you deciding to go to uni or not deciding to go to uni because that's what you want to do it could be you deciding to quit your job and starting your own thing right even though you know that and i know it sounds bad because you're like yeah but people are depending on your salary 
even though you know people are dependent on your salary, it's you saying, you know what, this job is not for me. This is exactly what I want to do. And being able to communicate that and say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for myself. Even if it doesn't work out, I can put my hands on my chest and say, I did something for me and not for everybody else. Because we deserve to live life for ourselves as well. We do, right? And I just want everyone to just remember that. Do things for yourself. Even if it's to just buy yourself that designer handbag you've been hiring, even though you know that, um, you know, that money you could give, you could, you could, give your mom or give your... I'm not saying don't give your mom money, please or don't misquote me. But I'm saying that do things for you that brings you joy as well. Even if it's to save up money for that bag, do it for you, you know? That's just the point I want to make. I hope that makes sense. Definitely, like, I completely agree. And that's one thing we try to drill into <laughs> anyone that comes across our our platform. And... Funnily enough, I had um, a rant session before our call with an eldest daughter that said she wasn't like she was finally doing stuff for herself and other people around her were getting upset. Yes. Because of that. And and I was like, I'm so happy that you you're doing stuff for yourself because Mm. it's usually the opposite that people forget themselves and do stuff for everyone else Mm -hmm. and then it's like you're not happy Mm -hmm. they're never gonna be happy because whatever you do is never good enough Mm -hmm. so you might as well make yourself happy at the end of the day and look after your well-being it's not like I think a lot of the time that we need to understand that when people choose not to do something A very um, majority of the time is because they're not capable of doing it or they're not in a headspace mentally, physically to do it. Yes. Not because they're just being mean or mm-hmm. want malice towards anyone. Yes. Like we know as elders' daughters, we are pleasers. So yes. for someone oh, to come to you and say, I can't, that must have taken so much mm-hmm. for them to be able to say those words. Yes. So when people actually come out and say they can't we should really take it and be like cool because they've done it they they did a lot yeah all the other times that we asked so this one time that they can't let's just leave them alone yes no need to harass people for for not doing what you want them to do there's a time and place for everything exactly and i hope we we listen to ourselves we listen to our bodies our mental health and do what's best for us do you know what yeah so mm -hmm. (laughs) no sorry go on please please. (laughs) no 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 go on i was gonna say one thing i noticed with my sisters is like you said as first as eldest well pleasers one thing i've noticed about my sisters is that they have a very good sense of like boundary i don't know how to if i have to put it they are very yeah, good at setting mm-hmm. boundaries i'm still learning right and yeah. i'm pushing 30 sis <laughs> no seriously they have such a good sense of like boundaries and the way they put it in place i'm like subhanallah i'm so happy for you yeah. I'm proud of you i mm. look up to them when it comes to that like i'm like yes i would do you know what i mean like it brings me so much joy that they have the boundaries and I guess it would reflect in 
their relationships, how they deal with men, you know, how they how they deal with their friendships. And I'm just like amazed. And I feel like some of us we could really look up to our younger ones, like as oldest oh. because they they've got this boundary thing on part. They've they they've got it down. They they're good at it. Absolutely. And I think that that unfortunately mm. unfortunately, fortunately, it actually comes from us not having boundaries yes it comes from us not like telling people no Mm -hmm. and they've like people always say someone had to walk for them to run Mm -hmm. and it's like we've had to do that for them to realize and learn from our mistakes Mm -hmm. on hearing everyone say or going to one person for all their needs Mm -hmm. and they're probably thinking hang on a minute like I don't want that for myself Mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna put up with that and good for them and I think the way that if we can learn anything from them that's like amazing because no one's gonna like take them for a ride as they grow up they're able to do to put their their boundaries down even with our parents and which is so important because I think especially in our culture Mm -hmm. and immigrant homes saying no to your parents is often seen as a sign of disrespect Mm -hmm. and like what you're saying no to me like I gave birth to you kind of thing but like yes I'm saying no to you because you're not entitled to everything you want from me Yes. Like I need something for myself as well, not just giving, giving, giving all the time. Exactly. And big up to our siblings, like they they teach us a lot. And I hope that we're able to learn from them and take more from their book and chill a bit more. I yes. think <laughs> definitely and not be so uptight about everything. It really is important. Yes, that's so true. But no, I, I, I love it for them. Honestly, I really do. Um, mm. I just, I, I mean, if there's anything that anyone could take away from this conversation, it would be just continue to establish your boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if it's fine. Can I like, I don't know if we could do that at the end. Maybe give like a few tips on like practicing. Yes, I, I was actually going to ask you okay. um, <laughs> if you could please. Yes, that would be great. Okay. So I would give um, four things that you could do to just manage or just elevate your 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 mental well-being or just your well-being really. And the first one, and I know it's going to sound so, 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 so cliche, but it's breathing. And you're thinking, what do you mean breathing? I breathe, I'm alive. But honestly, we don't realize that sometimes we don't breathe properly like we should, right? When you're stressed, when you're anxious, yeah. I don't know if, if you really pay attention, your breathing's affected. So just practicing like, you know, breathing and like um, breath work, right? So it could be, so there's a, there's a technique that I like to use. It's literally, I inhale through my nose for five seconds. I hold it for five seconds and then I exhale, I exhale slowly through my mouth. When I find myself becoming stressed out or becoming like over, overwhelmed, I do this and I yeah. repeat it a minimum of five times. So I do a, you know, inhale through my nose, five seconds. I'm doing it right now. Yes. If, I fall, if you don't hear from me, I've fallen asleep. Uh- <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a nasty laugh. I, I have a cough, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, um, so, so I do that that breath work minimum five times. And by the end of that five times, I find myself just becoming slightly more relaxed. And it also allows yeah. me to just like loosen my jaw. Like, because then you don't realize you actually, I clench my jaw a lot when I'm stressed out. So I don't, so it allows me to just also just loosen and just like not clench as, as much as I, I usually do. And that's one. Mm-hmm. So breathing, so breath work. Um, number two, practicing gratitude. So you're probably thinking, oh, you know, and I'm not saying, oh, I'm not saying look at others and be like, oh, I have it better than other people. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Because that's what people say a lot. They'll yeah. tell you, oh, you know, people are going through worse. Da, 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 da. You're not them. Focus on you, right? I'm not saying yeah. do that. What I'm saying is, yeah, think of something good that's happened, that's going on in your life right now. Even if it's that you woke up early, even if it's that, you know, you managed to put together a banging outfit right even if it's that you ate an amazing meal think of something good that's mm-hmm. going on because research actually shows yeah practicing gratitude increases level of like dopamine and serotonin and those are like the chemicals yeah. you need to like make you happy and stuff so just sitting down and practicing gratitude helps and this is where journaling also helps right so when you start to journal you can just write things down um i don't know if, if you're like me i'm one of those people that i i sometimes find it hard to 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 um to tell people what I'm going, what I'm feeling. So I find it hard to talk about what I'm feeling to people. But I find like writing it down, or um, writing it down, or you know, doing like a voice note helps. It helps me just like you know get things done, and it helps me take things off my mind. So journaling and practicing journaling and, and practicing gratitude help. And um, also, I just want to like <coughs> that we are social beings right and yeah. if you're sad speak to someone and physical touch so physical touch actually reduces depression so when you're held by someone you love so it could be your mom your sister your friends if you're married your husband or if you're in a relationship with your boyfriend being held by someone you love actually reduces depression so when you feel that yeah. you're, let get someone to hug you, hug somebody, cuddle, you know. Big spoon loose, <laughs> do that. It helps. <laughs> it, 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 it actually really, really helps. And then lastly, which I think it's we need to emphasize within our community, of course, is getting better. But lastly, we should don't think twice about asking for help. Don't think, mm-hmm. don't think twice about seeking for help. Asking for help doesn't make you weak, right? It shouldn't make you feel bad. Okay, for example, yeah, if you hurt your foot, like you, you, you maybe not broke it, but you twisted it, you twisted your ankle, you had like an injury on your foot. Would you, would you nurse it alone? No, you wouldn't. Exactly. You'd go to a doctor. Maybe they'll refer you to a physiotherapist. It's the same thing with your mental health and your mental well-being, right? You shouldn't sit with it alone. If you need a therapist, there's nothing wrong with going to talk to somebody. There's nothing wrong with, you know, being put on, on medication, right? Although we do have, mm-hmm. like, the highest, like, you know, most of the time in our community, doctors just, like, refer us to to medication immediately um, before even trying, like, talking therapy. However, yeah. if you feel like medication would help, there's nothing wrong with medication. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. it. There's nothing wrong with therapy. We need to start, like, talking more about it within our community. We need to start, like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, um, championing these things and saying, it, 
your mental health is the same as your physical health. Because like I said, if something's wrong with your physical health, you're not gonna say, "Oh, my health. I won't use. I have a headache. I won't use paracetamol." No, you're not gonna. You're not gonna yeah, reject <laughs> exactly. You're not gonna reject paracetamol. You take it because you know you need it. It's the same as therapy or counseling or speaking to somebody. So I just want to really like encourage us to 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 not see it as a bad thing, right? To really see yeah. it as something that um that that that's there to help us, right? See see your mental health as just it is an another aspect of your health, right? It's another aspect of your body. It's very important, which is insane because black women were twenty nine percent more likely to develop a mental health disorder, which includes depression, anxiety, panic disorders, but were least likely to seek help, right? Only six point five percent of black women seek help. That's which is really mad, very, isn't it? Exactly, which is not a lot at all. And we're the most likely to develop a mental health disorder. You know, we need to start, you know, doing, speaking for help and like really taking treatment, asking, you know, for treatment and speaking out more, you know. And also, yeah, just another tidbit. If you, when you do go to your GP and they want to like refer you or they say, oh, immediately start with medication, you can tell them that, no, you want to start with talking therapy. You can you can you can say that. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah. And if they Take tell like you like steps and then yes. build up on it. Exactly. Pardon me. You can say that. And um yeah, we're gonna release our resources. Um our stress so we did a stress and anxiety management program um earlier mm-hmm. on in the year and we're gonna it was for twelve we had twelve women present. So what we're gonna do is um put all those resources we used in the program together and publish it and put it on um we have our website is currently being like re re um um redesigned and everything, so it's not going to be on the website. But we're going to release it soon on our website. So if before it comes out, you can always follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Um, Amfani. Yeah. Amfani underscore Inc. So that's A N F A A N I underscore I N C on both Instagram and Twitter. And um, yeah, we have a newsletter. I'll, I'll add that to the description box Thank when I you. when. Yes. so people can go and find you um i wanted to ask you one question one last question or yeah. advice before we leave mm-hmm. um if um if an eldest daughter is thinking about starting like an organization or a company mm-hmm. what what would be like the biggest advice you would give them that you've experienced yourself huh, that's a big 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 question um, <laughs> I'm sure we could be here all day, but <laughs> um, I think my number one advice would be have a bit of um, have a bit of savings. Just have a bit of savings, even if it's like for six. Think about what do you need to be comfortable for the next six months, right? And and have that at hand, so you know for the next, at least for the next six months, you're not worrying about how your bills going to get paid how you know how anything's gonna get done have that six months leverage before you decide to like maybe quit your job or just go into it um i i'm a bit of an impulsive person i I wouldn't even lie i'm very truthful so me as soon as something comes to me i just jump at it um but i would say definitely have the six months and also speak to those around you and understand that not just know that not everybody will understand what you're trying to do and be okay with it. Be okay with it. And understand... That is such an... 
that advice is so good like being okay with people not getting you (laughs) because I feel like it's so in the in the society we live in now people I feel like some people almost do things for other people's approval yes and one thing that I've learned as growing a business or an organization is that you need to do something that solves a problem. Yes. And number one, you need to do something that people actually need. Yes. Like there's no point in me saying I'm going to start another well-being organization for black women um because I know I can't do it for one because I don't know what I'm doing there. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I know someone that's doing it better. Mm. Um so I'm going to find something else to do that I feel like is catered towards my ability Mm. and my skills. So I think it's really important to do things not because of what other people are saying, but because you genuinely care and you want to make a difference for the better in others' lives. Yes, yes. And, and, And that's what it means to be a social entrepreneur, right? You're basically building solutions or um, or providing services that has a social impact and you know influences people's lives what i would say Mm -hmm. is though is that um what helps when building because let me tell you you see the whole thing where people say oh when you're doing something you love or when you're doing something for yourself you don't get tired and you don't get that's a lie let's start there because i am permanently tired i don't want to say anything (laughs) stupid (laughs) (laughs) that's a lie because i'm permanently tired okay let's start there i have Mm -hmm. iron deficiency you are going to get tired you're gonna have moments where you're not motivated Mm -hmm. you're gonna have moments where you're like why am i doing this and that's okay yeah even and the difference is Mm. sorry to jump in the difference is when the when the tiredness and being like over it comes is that you always remember why you started it And that's the difference between people that keep going and mm. people that stop. Yes. Because if you're doing it because you just, just because, mm. you're going to get tired easily and you're like, what's the point? Let me just exactly. move on to the next thing. Exactly. Exactly. So you might fall off, but you will jump right back on. You will jump right back on. And number one, like, I think the the biggest I would also say is whilst you're building, look after you take time to rest if you don't you know sometimes yeah i think when i first started i'll be like oh my god if i don't quickly put out this instagram um you know instagram thing life is gonna end no babe life's gonna continue so it's not gonna end just because you didn't post on instagram or because you didn't post on twitter life's not gonna end right if what you need to do is take time for yourself and relax do that take time out i'm actually like I've, i've started like scheduling like rest times and i've started like and i also sis let me tell you something let me tell you what helps crying helps schedule crying times actually schedule time to cry because it helps i know it sounds ridiculous but crying helps you just relax and it helps you unwind so cry more definitely i agree cry more but yeah that's it for me i guess i hope that's helpful (laughs) yes honestly it's been like (laughs) It's been so fun not having to like talk to myself. <laughs> um, so thank you so so much for joining me and 
I'm counting down to September, not because I'm getting older for my birthday, but <laughs> for your launch. And honestly, I'm sure a lot of people will benefit from this. So I'll keep you in my thoughts and prayers and it's going to be an amazing thing that you're doing. So I'm just really excited for you and to see how, where you're going to take it. And also guys, we're going to do like a collaboration, me and me and you um, in regards to bringing elders, daughters and wellness together. So that will be in June. Is it June? Yes, it's June by God's grace. Yes, in June, God will be there. So keep an ear out for that. Um, There'll be more details like in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, we're really excited to do that together and just bring two cool organizations and have women at the center of it. So yeah, but thank you guys for joining me and thank you so much for coming on the podcast and I can't wait to see where you take this. I'll be like, oh my God, I knew her. Like she came on the podcast when you're all famous in like Silicon Valley or something. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thank you guys and speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.